everybody. Welcome to this episode of What the Wellness. If you're a person who suffers with eczema, psoriasis, or skin conditions, this is an episode you'll want to hear. Today, we're talking to Kelly Carpenter, who is a mom on a mission. At 32, Kelly had her first son, Jackson. And from the time he was a few months old, he began struggling with eczema, food allergies, asthma, and celiac. Today, Kelly is going to share with us her experience with doctors, specialists, pharmaceuticals, and holistic approaches that finally finding a remedy would bring her son some relief. Thanks for joining us, Kelly. I'm really happy to be with you all today. Thanks you guys, I have to uh, share. Kelly is my cousin, and so this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart because I kind of also watched Jack go through this, and I watched Kelly struggle with this as a mom and, um, you know, just wanting to figure out how to make this right. And so I know that Kelly's really passionate about sharing this information because it was a really tough journey. And Kelly, maybe you can give us kind of a little bit of background on um, what were the challenges that you and Jack faced? Okay, so, you know, I, from the time that I was little, I always wanted to be a mom. And when I found out that I was inspecting, I was thrilled. I wanted to do everything just right. And, um, you know, I read all the books. I had this little, little one and he's just perfect and everything I always hoped he would be. And by the time he was six months or so, six or seven months, he started um, having, he would sit in his little high chair and he would sit there and rub his legs until the backs of his knees were raw and his skin would just break. And there were times that it would even it would even bleed. Um, and then I noticed that he started to have more and more skin issues. I have no allergies and um, his father didn't either and does not either. And so I wasn't sure. You know, I'm thinking I, I had no idea what this was. My mom said, well, maybe it's ringworm or something because he had these dry patches. Mm-hmm. Took him to the pediatrician and she said, oh, it's eczema. And I had never even heard of eczema. And um, so I began to treat those with the, the creams that she would give me. And um, it really wasn't touching it. And before I knew it, he was covered in probably it was about 70% of his body wow. was just covered in this. Yeah. And he just was miserable. So I began to go around and um, I began to do research and go and talk to, um, you know, I, I went to an allergist and I went to dermatologists and I went to holistic docs. I went everywhere trying to get answers and was given a wide array of, um, of recommendations and uh, prescriptions and so forth. And what I've learned in this journey is this is something, you know, growing up, we didn't have a peanut free table. There are allergies and things that our kids are dealing with that I don't think that we necessarily had at, the, at such an extreme level when we were kids. And um, what I've learned is you know, there are wonderful advances we've had in medicine along with these challenges that our children are facing, but there's also so much we can do with our fork. And I've learned that our skin is our check engine light for our gut. Oh, I love I'm not that. not a medical. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. That. yeah. So and, let's yeah. back up a little bit. So for, I mean, you mentioned you didn't really know what eczema was. And, you know, I, frankly, I've never, I mean, we have two 
pretty good skin in our family for the most part. <laughs> and and so for everybody else, I mean, who may also not know, like, what is eczema? I mean, I know Bajak was a baby, but what does that feel like? And what does that look like? And why is, I mean, why is that more than just a rash? Okay. Yeah. Um, it began and it would be, um, it starts as these little dry patches and uh, they just continue to grow and they just, they get red and they're itchy and they're just really uncomfortable. And for him, they just, I mean, it was like, um, you know, in, in the South of the United States, they, they talk about how kutsu grows everywhere. And I, somebody said, well, it's kind of like kutsu on his body, you know, just overtook <laughs> yeah. you know, different areas of his body. And so for him, um, you know, he'd get it like he'd get a little patch on the back of his neck. And before you know it, it'd be down his shoulders and he'd have patches on his arms, on his legs. And for him, um, you know, a lot of kids now, you know, or people, they will, you know, when we talk about it, they'll say, oh yeah, I have a little eczema. I have a little psoriasis and they'll show me a patch, but his was really extreme. And um, to the point that, um, his doctors were concerned that if he went out, he could get, you know, a staph infection, something like that, because it was raw and open. They told me not to let him go to public pools. And, um, you know, I'd have to keep him in little, he looked like the preppiest little, little dude around. Cause here he was <laughs> two and three. And I'd always have him in a polo shirt, you know, with the collar popped up because otherwise people could see that his neck and his shoulders and people would say, Oh, what is wrong? You know, I'd be in a checkout aisle and somebody would say, what is wrong with his skin? And it was really, I mean, it really was quite extreme. So how did that make you feel as a mom? I I feel like this is the piece that people don't always talk about, right? It's just, what are the real feelings that go behind that? Well, I just, I didn't know how to fix this. I just, and as a mom, you know, you just want to make it better. He'd gotten to the place, um, girls, that he just like, he hurt so badly that at night, he, um, the doctors told me he was banging his head up against the wall, quite literally. He was trying to get relief. And I mean, I'd hear it, it sound like a wrecking ball at night, you know, just pounding. And I would go in there and I took him in, you know, immediately to the doctor and I'm so concerned because I'm thinking maybe, you know, could he, you know, does he have maybe you know, some sensory issues, or is he on the spectrum? What is going on? I want to, I want to take care of him. And I was extremely protective. I wasn't talking to a whole lot of people about it, because I didn't want him to get any kind of label because I didn't know, I didn't understand any of it. And I just Mm -hmm. wanted to protect everything about him. So I mean, I was frantic and reading everything. And anybody that I would, if I went to even a dinner, and there was somebody that, you know, a guest that was a doctor, I'm like, well, let me talk to you. Do you know about, you know, and I, I was just into finding information. The doctor um, fit, fit Jack for a helmet and, a, and she told me that it was a padded helmet and he had to sleep in it at night so that he wouldn't fracture his skull. He was hitting it at such an angle. And, and apparently, I mean, I went into this, um, to this place that she recommended I go and they had medical supplies. And I mean, they just, I mean, they had all different sizes because apparently this is something that kids struggle with. And she said he was in such extreme discomfort and pain that he was trying to deflect the pain and kind of make it elsewhere and take that, you know, away uh, for a minute. And I mean, 
Yeah. So they were telling me the docs were wonderful, but you know, there were medications that I would, there was one that I read and I saw that one of the side effects was it could over time, it could damage the kidneys. And I mean, I, I remember thinking, Oh my goodness. Um, and I wanted to figure out what I could do on my part rather than just, you know, I, I was, I am not a medical provider. I'm not, I have no medical background. I just was a mom who I didn't want my baby on all these medications. And then they, you know, unless he absolutely had to be. And I remember I was really to a kind of a breaking point when he had the helmet. And then they told me he was so broken, you know, his skin was that they told me that they wanted me to pour Clorox bleach into his bathtub. And because they wanted to make sure that it was sterile and that it got clean, these open spots, and it would help dry it out, they said. And that was one approach that they gave me. So, but they told me, yeah, they were like, just don't let him drink the bath water. Just be really careful. And I'm sitting there thinking, there is something so wrong. Oh my gosh. Well, he was young enough that I had to watch him to make sure he wasn't drowning in the tub. I mean, he was two yeah, or was under. Like two. Yeah, right. Yeah. You could see my and face. So... I know we're on a podcast, but if you could see my face when you said that, it was just, it was <laughs> horrified. And I have a lump in my yeah. throat for you because I can't imagine what that felt like when you, you, you feel like you listen to the doctors because they should know better, but that doesn't sound like a reasonable solution for anything that like yeah that's well it was so tough. it was like everything we did yeah we were just like it felt like a lot of the things the uh, the recommendations and the advice i was getting you know i i um it was just we were trying to just make him comfortable but it didn't seem like anything was really getting to the root of it after i'd get him out of the bath with that clorox they gave me steroid creams and different ointments and i would wrap him literally every night like a mummy because his sin, skin would seep. I was washing his sheets every day. I ripped up. They told me that, I, you know, meanwhile, I'm having all these allergy tests done. And all these, you know, they, they told me that he was allergic to all, all sorts of different things. And dust was an issue. And so I ripped out all the carpet in his bedroom. I had hardwood floor put down. I, um, I threw away every one of his stuffed animals because they told me that those can hold, um, dust and, and it just wasn't something that was going to serve him well at all. So I remember throwing away all his little lovey stuffed animals. He had one little lamb, this teeny weeny stuffed animal that he slept with every night. It was this little lovey and it was the only one I didn't get rid of. And I remember thinking, okay, that is like, that's going to be the demise of us, you know, but, um, I had, um, and then he began having breathing issues on top of all of it. And he would have, there would be nights, one night I remember watching TV, you know, I'd had another little one 16 months later and she was already sleeping better through the night and all these different things, even though, you know, very early in her life, she was almost easier to manage at times than him because he was, I mean, he was in distress So I remember um, sitting there watching TV and I could hear upstairs, you know, as a mom, you know, when something's not right. I mean, nobody, I remember sitting there and, you know, I looked over at his dad and I said, Jack's not okay. And I ran upstairs and I remember his dad saying, I don't hear anything, but it was just that mama, like, that instinct. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I got up there and he was, he sounded like he was in distress. Like I was terrified. I popped him in the car. I drove to the emergency room as fast as I could get. I remember I sang hymns and prayed and talked to him the whole way there because, you know, he wasn't old enough to really carry much of a dialogue on with me. And, um, and he was really struggling. And I remember getting there and taking his little body in there and running it in and they began breathing treatments and so forth. And he was okay that time, but I had a few more of those. And on top of it, his skin was completely, you know, broken. And I was terrified that, you know, even if I took him into the hospital, he had to go so he could breathe. But, you know, what would he come out with a staph infection or what, what were we dealing with? So my child was in complete distress. And then I met a few people who began to really give me answers. Yeah. How did um, you make progress? Yeah. How did you know? Yeah. Every parent's nightmare, right? Yeah. Well, so I had gotten to the place where I had seen all the traditional medicine folks and they had been wonderful. And many of the remedies they'd given me had, you know, I'd have seasons that it was better, but, you know, during the fall and spring, it was like, it was just a complete flare up. His eyes would swell shut. I mean, it was just really, really bad. So, um, you know, I would say to everybody, you know, I have a child who's basically just allergic to everything that that grows. And so I, um, I remember then I met, um, there was a man who worked in the autism community and my son is, I've learned Jack is not, he is not on a spectrum. He's not autistic. He's simply, he's just, there are a lot of things that his little body cannot, uh, it, you know, it just didn't manage well. And this doctor, somebody told me, they said, you know, a couple of folks told me, they said, he will take kids who are in the autism communities and MD and he'll work with these kids and their folk, kids who are having trouble, you know, even speaking. And he works with them on every level, even down to their nutrition. And I thought, yeah. okay, well, that sounds like, okay, that gives me something because I'm one of those, I just want to fix it. And as my kiddo, I'm going to do whatever I can do. I want to do my part if there's anything. So I thought, okay, well, that's something that I can, I can explore. You know, I knew that he'd been diagnosed with all these different allergies, but this man um, went in and began, he, I went, met with him and took Jack and I began to see him on a regular basis. And he began to talk to me about healing the gut. And I'd never, I'd never thought about that. And he talked about um, food as fuel. And he said, you know, as he said, you know, I, as growing up here, um, he said, I've always kind of. I grew up and learned to eat for taste and enjoyment and, and celebration. Yeah. All the reasons. Yeah. Yes. yeah you're now, yes. you're now speaking Jasmine. Yeah. Local, I know. She is I a diehard on food for yeah. fuel. Oh, well, yeah. So I, he began to talk to me about, you know, everything you put in your body. Is it serving it well or is it, is it depleting you of whatever it is that you need? Yeah. And he said, you know, everything you give him needs to be, it's, it's fuel. So you wouldn't put, you know, inferior gas in your vehicle and expect to get really great results. So why are we giving our body fuel that it, that it doesn't perceive as such? So he began to work with me and I had um, a holistic uh, nurse that I met and she also worked in the autism community. 
And it was interesting because though, you know, that wasn't the world that we were in. And this doctor almost didn't see me at first because my son wasn't in that community. I told him, I said, I will pay you whatever it takes. I will do whatever. I just need you to see me. And I was pleasantly persistent, a.k.a. obnoxious. But I was a mom. On a mission. That was a mom on a mission. Desperate. <laughs> yes. I was desperate. And I began to work with him so closely that that sweet man gave me a cell phone number. He said, if Jack has a flare up, you call me. If he gets sent to the emergency room, you call me because I want to work with that doctor. I want to figure out because I want to make sure everything we're doing is building that gut. And there'll be times that we're going to have to back up and do things. He'll have to have doses of medication and so forth. That is totally good. He said, but what we need to do is do our part in between. And so no sugar. Um, I learned that Jack is celiac. And funny thing, he has a little sister, my little Charlotte, who is going to be six in a few weeks. She is also celiac. So two of my three children are celiac, which means, which I didn't even know what this was. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And that means they cannot have any wheat and they cannot have, or, well, they cannot have gluten. gluten. Yeah. And yeah. And there's gluten in all sorts of things. Yeah. So personal care products. So I have to be, I have a company that I have fallen in love with that I get all of my personal care products from because it's all gluten-free. Yeah. Um, I learned that there's a lot of processed food now that's gluten-free. And this doctor told me, he said, in your, Jack is in a state of, of his body is, it's inflamed right now. And you're here having, he's having a flare up. So while you can go out and buy a gluten-free Twinkie, that still is not what we're talking still about. Still inflammatory. We need to go back to yeah. Yes, yes. So he said, cut out the sugars, all the processed food, get rid of it. Basically, you need to go to real whole foods. Yeah. Which are one ingredient and how foods. Can we, how did that start to change for Jack? So oh. kind of from two, I mean, Jack is nearly 10 now. And, you know, I mean, how did that, what, what did the, I mean, that sounds like a terrible couple of years to start with but you know I mean it but that's not what Jack that's what Jack's life looks no. like now I mean you know he has flare-ups but how did you start to see progress and what were the things that were key to making and sustaining okay so we changed his diet I began to and I was so freaked out the when he sent me home that day and told me that Jack was you know when he got the test back that he was celiac and all the things he couldn't have and the things that I needed to feed him I cried I didn't know what I was going to feed him in the next few hours. But as we began to make the shifts, as I learned how to cook things differently, I mean, I learned how to make a birthday cake without sugar and to use, you know, alternatives. His palate began to change. Yep. I mean, he'll tell me now, he's like, Mom, can I have some spinach and celery? And, you know, I mean, he just, he nibbles on spinach because he thinks it's great. His eczema today, he has no eczema. He, um, he has not had... Uh, he has not had an asthma flare up in about a year. He has, um, you know, and I always have an EpiPen. We've never had an anaphylactic response, thank God. But, you know, once you have a child that has had, you know, that does have significant allergies, my doctor told me that it can be one of those things that can have item X 20 times and then the 21st time they can have an issue. I, I've never yeah. dealt with that, thank God. I keep my inhaler with me um, because I learned once on a vacation that as soon as we literally pulled into a couple states over, 
he started having issues. And that night I had to go to a pharmacy and find a 24 hour pharmacy to get an inhaler. So I always have one. But today you wouldn't know that he had these issues unless he gets, he gets gluten. <laughs> they, you know, and there are all these celiac support groups that are out there and it's really easy as a mom to kind of begin to get a little sloppy, like, oh, they've got gluten-free whatever you know, Twinkies yeah. again or whatever. Yeah. But I have to remember that his body has been, um, his check engine light has been at full alert. And I want to make sure that I give him fuel that is going to serve him well. So we eat clean about 90% of the time. Um, I still am not going to, he's not my kid that I'm not, I'm not giving any of my kids like corn syrup or different, you know, different things that I know I'm not doing genetically modified ingredients. Um, I have learned to cook, you know, we're not allergic to almonds in this house. Thank yeah. goodness. I can do anything almond, with an almond, almond flour, unreal. almond milk. Yes. Yep. Oh, I mean, whoever knew that you could do so <laughs> yeah. much, right? Or a coconut. I mean, who knew that hazelnut? That was my what the well this moment. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me go, I don't even know what you do with any almonds at all. Oh, come to my house. I mean, the possibilities oh, are yeah. endless. But I've learned to cook in a way, and it has served all of us better. I mean, we're oh, all. Yeah, and that's not it. just, you know, so that's, you know, Jack's body, like you said, it's that check engine light. So it really let you know that those things were inflammatory. Unfortunately, the rest of us walk around with an inflammatory response to a lot of those things, but our check engine light might be like yellow. It's not red yet, right? And yeah. it just takes us longer, you know, the, the, the inflammation compounds in our bodies and we're not, we're just not aware of it, right? So it, it's that blessing in disguise that Jack helped teach all of you so that your entire family is on that wellness spectrum, right? That you're, you're all able to benefit from that sort of clean eating and, you know, the, the awareness, the food awareness that a lot of people just unfortunately don't have. Yeah, well, and you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I say now that, you know, it was one of the hardest periods of my life, but it's been, you know, him being, having that issue has been one of the greatest blessings for all of us. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that that elimination diet is really neat because there are a lot of us, like you say, Jaslyn, that walk around and we just kind of, um, you know, I wonder at times, you know, that chronic headache mm -hmm. or that, um, you know, not being able to sleep through the night or the joints that yep. hurt or the uh, acid reflux, all these things that have just become normal to so many of us. If we eliminate some of these foods that are more allergenic and take a period of time away from those, and then if we want to incorporate something, do it maybe one at a time and find out if that's serving your body well or not, because, you know, we're each uniquely, I mean, there's a, there's a, a basic template, but we all have a unique kind of, you know, what serves yeah. us well versus others. And sometimes, I mean, I, I think an elimination, I personally do an elimination diet and a, and kind of a, a detox. I follow a protocol and I do it about four times a year and just to kind of reset and make sure that I don't have, you know, an inflamed system. And I, um, you know, I have a, a, a doc that I work with and I want to do what I can for my children 
But as I've learned this, I've been able to incorporate incorporate it even into my own life. And I have found that I'm even, you know, I've, I want to make sure that each of us is doing what we can and, you know, day after day. And I know that getting a disease someday, I mean, I know there's environmental factors and there, and there are other issues. And I'm not a medical doc, like I said, but I often wonder if I do what I can on, on my end, you know, could I keep some of that at bay a little bit longer Absolutely. or just feel good? Yeah. 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 Well, and it's that it's, it's not about always about, you know, longevity, it's about the quality of the life you're living. And if you're living with those chronic joint pains and chronic inflammation, that you know, your body's telling you there's something that's not working. That's not, you know, there's generally not the same quality of life, you're not able to be out and be active and what have you. And, and that's really what makes life worth living, right? Um, yeah. So that's so- amazing, Kelly, you have done you know, your, your sort of stick with it <laughs> attitude um, is, is amazing. And there's a sense of resilience in there, right? To be able to sort of um, just keep going and just keep asking the questions. Yeah. Well, li- yeah. life is so rich, you know, it's just, it's so wonderful to be able to enjoy it. For the people that may be experiencing this, it's not just, you know, children, it's adults kind of that can have the skin issue as well. I mean, you've talked about, you know, your gut, you mentioned an elimination diet. What would you say were the things to to an adult or a child who's experiencing this, but also just like personally, like to Jaslyn's point, the resilience, like what words of encouragement would you give to somebody who's maybe struggling to find the right answer? So Well, Um, you know, tips and tricks on what works, but also the encouragement. Yeah, I would say that I would start with telling folks, okay, there's a lot of information and it's going to take a minute to get it. Have some grace with yourself. Take a deep breath. And there's so many resources. I mean, people now, even Walmart has a huge gluten-free section. Uh, You know, it's not just the whole foods and the every place now. I mean, there's gluten-free options, Mm -hmm. even at like Chick-fil-A. So there's all sorts of things, but I would say to start for me, a huge one was I learned about probiotics and talk to your doc or talk to your, you know, talk to your holistic, uh, you know, uh, DO, whoever, and talk to them about what you think is a, what they think would be a good probiotic for you. Um, there, there was a resource that, um, there are all sorts of different Facebook groups for celiac, for, um, different things, but a lot of them I found um, were asking like, does this, you know, does, does this, uh, you know, does this gluten-free Twinkie give you stomach issues? The one that was the very best for me, um, I love Danielle Walker against all grain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. she is just an amazing resource. And I love the fact that you can post on her page. She has several cookbooks and she has had to eliminate things and her body has healed and the pictures of her, just the transformation, but it was yeah, really crazy. Right? Yeah. And she began that I website. I feel like you like her because she wouldn't quit for Christmas cookies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> her story well, is, I'm not quitting because we are having Christmas cookies. That's so right. Figure this out. Well, I call myself, you know, <laughs> I remember growing up in here and every, you know, being college people would say BYOB, right? Well, now I am a bring your own cupcake mom. My kid, I still want you to invite my kids to the party. I'm just going to bring the cupcake that they can eat. And I'm always packing cupcakes in my own thing. And Daniel <laughs> Walker, she told us I'm how kidding. to do that. And, you know, if they say in a recipe, 
then you need to put in such and such, you know, component or whatever ingredient, you can message her and say, Hey, I don't, that doesn't agree so great with me. What do you think's a better alternative? And she's got like four other things because she has had to think through it and uses real whole foods. So I love that. Um, there's some brands like I love Siete. I love Simple Mills. There's some really good brands out there that use whole real ingredients. And let me tell you, whole and real ingredients, those are one ingredient foods that you can bind. It's not like the word that is like, you know, you got to you got to put it over two lines and you can't pronounce it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that's really good. I also I love for myself. I love the Arbonne 30 Days to Healthy Living um, that that as a um, as a clean eating uh, guide. It's just a really good resource, and it's a it was a really great way for me to learn how to cook just one time a day with real whole foods and keeping out those main allergenic foods. There were just some really good resources, and I also fell in love with um, their baby care line, and that baby wash and that diaper cream have been. I mean, I just I think they're fantastic. I can't say enough I good about it. I second the diaper cream. Yeah, the diaper cream is life, and. There is not one little diaper. I mean, it, even Marley is now six, and we still use that on mosquito bites. That stuff is life. Yeah. Everybody should just get that at the hospital with your baby. <laughs> it is so great. And you know, this is going to sound kind of funny, but I also absolutely fell in love with coconut oil. That is like, that is oh, the greatest Oh, that's not thing. funny. <laughs> oh, I love, I love coconut stuff. oil. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can cook with it. I feel it. like y'all should be better friends. I, I don't even know how to use coconut oh, oil. Come on over. You can For do everything. everything. Yeah, I mean, from chapstick to cooking, you name it. You just rub it on dry lips too, you know. I just remember one time when my mom made me eggs with coconut yeah, oil, that's... and I'm not going to lie. I'm not sure that's the right application. Oh, no. I like a Irish. <laughs> yeah, I like the Kerrygold Irish grass-fed butter. Oh, man. That's where yeah. it is. But, yeah, we've just gone through, like, I mean, I'll use, just like I said, that butter versus margarine or whatever. But you yeah, just take a little switches, tweak. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then you'll get your main staples in your kitchen. And, you know, instead of getting cow's milk, we don't do that because it makes, you know, during the allergy season, especially that I learned produces more mucus. So we've gone and now we can milk a nut, you know, um, <laughs> almond, hazelnut, you name it. So, Walnut. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you one other thing I love. I love that Ripple brand and they make pea milk. And it has more calcium. It Shut says. up. Yes. Pea milk. Pea, milk. pea milk. Yeah. Yeah. And they. I know. I know we're talking about peas. Like not the green ones. Things, not still. the green ones. <laughs> no, not the green no. ones. It's more looks like a chickpea. Like you can make, you make protein powder oh, okay. out of it as well. Yeah. And I love Ooh, that ripple. New. Yeah. I love that ripple milk because it says on there that it has more calcium even than cow's milk. And it has protein in it. And I can make a smoothie with some good, uh, you know, pea protein, which we don't do the whey protein again, because that's, and that is, um, you know, it makes, makes, you know, let me just yes. say it like a mom. It just makes my kids more boogery during that allergy <laughs> season because, you know, it creates more mucus, that dairy. So, yeah. um, you know, it's just been a really, it's just been a really cool journey. And you know what? inflames my kids me not yours or you and you'll figure out what works for you but I think a, a detox cleanse a diet 
is a really great way. Elimination diet for, you know, a period is really cool. And find a team of docs that'll have a conversation with you, um, that'll have a dialogue. And I found docs that were amazing um, that would sit down and get creative with me. And I had a few tell me it was the worst case of eczema. And Jack's little system, they just said, you know, he is really struggling. And they recognized and they, you know, affirmed that I wasn't just, you know, that this was really, yeah, and it was really something. And it's just been an amazing realization to me to see the power that we have. It was very, that's what it is. It was just so empowering to me. And there really is life and health at the end of our fork. And Mm -hmm. is it going to fix everything all the time? No, and I'm so grateful for medicine and the advancements we have and the pharmaceuticals, but I want to do my part. And I learned that we don't just have to, you know, we can do something in the in-between and give our body the best fuel that we can and the tools to, to get us in the best shape possible. Yeah. Kelly, thank you so much. We appreciate you, um, you know, sharing this few minutes with us this morning and sharing your story, Jackson's story. Um, I, you know, I'm convinced that this will resonate with somebody out there and make a fundamental, you know, light bulb moment for them um, where they can just say, you know what, it's, you know, ask more questions. And I think it's super important. You said, you know, find the people, you know, find the medical providers that are willing to engage in that conversation with you and, and not be afraid to go for a second or a third or a fourth opinion on something until you find that person, that doctor that was willing to really get to the root cause. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Kel, for being so transparent about this. And we will put all of the, um, you know, your recommendations and your tips and tricks in the show notes. And um, hopefully it will, I'm sure it will help, uh, you know, some, some other mom who's really just desperate to help their child. Well, I hope it does. And, you know, we can all be cupcake moms together. <laughs> That's my website, cupcake moms. And all it has on there is just some recipes and um, a few pictures. And if you have questions, reach out to like the Daniel Walkers of the world. And I'll tell you anything that I used and make recommendations to you as well. So we're just in this together. And uh, there's mom communities and parent communities, dads too. Uh, you know, it's pretty special. So thanks, girls. It's been fun. Thanks, Kelly.